Welcome to Genius Leadership, Overcoming Everything podcast. Join me every week for insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their roller coaster ride to leading from their zone of genius. I'm your host, Anna Lieben, and before we kick off, let me invite you to a complimentary strategy call where during 30 minutes we work on identifying your zone of genius and lay out a plan for you to stay in that zone as much as possible. Schedule the call via link in the show notes. And for now, let's take a ride together. Welcome back, Genius Leader. Today, I'm joined by Emma Goldie, who is a fellow coach from the Business Accelerator program I'm doing. Emma is a mindset mentor who developed a unique methodology called polarity navigation to overcome belief and behavioral patterns and ceilings of your own limitations. She uses a powerful, systematic, and specific tool customized for leaders to navigate the balance between professional and personal lives, leaning into self-care and passion to bring about change and peace. And those are the parts that we connected with her about on many different levels. I'm also very passionate about bringing some kind of balance between you as a professional, as a leader, and you as a human with your personal life, and also. We both are talking about the importance of self-care and tapping into your hobbies. So in this conversation, we are talking about the importance of slowing down to speed up and how many leaders, be it in the corporate or entrepreneurial world, are afraid of taking breaks, afraid of stepping down sometimes and checking out, uh, shutting down and just taking some time for themselves, for their families, their hobbies, by thinking that they will lose the momentum. But in reality, those are the things that actually can help you keep the momentum and have it on the long term in a sustainable way. So we're discussing that as usual, both on a high holistic level and giving you some practical tips on what you can do. I'm giving an example of my getaway that I'm I've done recently. Uh, I've went away from my family for two days or two nights and almost two days just to spend time on myself and sleep because that's needed sometimes with a little toddler at home. And I had a session with Emma, but on top of that, there was nothing on my agenda for those two days. I just enjoyed the nature. I listened to a lot of podcasts and took notes and wrote, journaled about how what I thought think, how I feel, what I want, how I want to get there and so on. So we're talking about the importance of such breaks and what they can give to you and your business and your career. We're talking about fear and how you can overcome it, uh, which steps you can take to get over it. We are talking about the power of breath and the power of timeouts. And it's not necessarily those getaways like what I just talked about, but it's also about the tiny little timeouts during the day. So we're talking about the this tool that you can add to your toolbox and, and use on a daily basis to stay productive, effective, and align aligned with, with your inner core and with your vision. We talk about curiosity. That seems to be another red thread through my uh, interviews here on the show that a lot of people are using this word, which was a bit surprising to me, to be honest, because I thought I'm a weirdo bringing the curiosity into the leadership world. But more and more, I find professionals who are 
value and curiosity as leaders who are bringing it into the in their careers in their development in the way they lead others so it's another fun part or outcome for me from this show and i want you to pay attention to ms3 tips on how you can stay genius in short they are about having more self care about leaning into your vision that's another topic that we talk a lot about on this show and also thinking about yourself as the ecosystem because you are and to be balanced between all the different roles you have and all the responsibilities that you take on yourself in your life you really need to think holistically about that and we're giving some tips on how you can think that way and how you can adjust so that the balance is there enjoy and let me know what you think Emma, I am so happy to have you as a guest today, and I'm really excited about this conversation because I have no clue where it will take us. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for the invite. I'm really excited to you and grateful to be here. I'm, I'm very excited to, to get to know you. We were in the same business accelerator program when we met there and connected on this level of passion to help people become better leaders and really guide them to the better health and the better feeling in, in their body and their mind and their soul. So I'm uh, very happy to bring you to my audience and uh, share some bits of wisdom of yours that you've shared with me and I'm using in my daily life already. Oh, bless you. Yeah, leadership is a really profound question and almost an ongoing one as we meet life's challenges. Hmm. It is. And talking about leadership, I always start by asking my guests, what is leadership to you and who is a leader? I relate to people... Um, I relate to Gandhi, Martin Luther King, and there's a great yogi called Aurobindo. He used to be a freedom fighter and he turned his kind of passion and power into more like a yogic stance. But I feel all these people have a real conviction for what is what is better, what is the truth, what is right for humanity. So for me, a leader does encompass that whole picture of humanity and community as a whole and how we can better ourselves to become the best leader for our families, for our communities, for our partners, our children, and yeah, push ourselves to be the best that we can be. It sounds fascinating. And I think here I would like to actually dig a bit deeper into this idea of the whole, because I could imagine that some people are listening and thinking like, yeah, that's too much. I can't handle that. You know, like, I, I'm not going to save the whole world. But you mentioned something about the families and the communities. <clears throat> so you could, could you tap a bit more into that? How can we be leaders and actually contribute to the world being a better place, even if we want to act on a small scale? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it starts with ourselves becoming a better leader of ourselves. And for me, that's like a holistic thing around how we spend our time, you know, our environment our mindset, our body, our physical health, and mainly in, in this entrepreneurial and you know high-level business world is about finding the balance for self-care and self-love, self-respect, because we're always pushing, pushing, pushing. You know, we're built the, the society around us is built and we're brought up in a in a society where we 
feel we have to strive and always do, do, do. So my approach is to almost step back into a lean back into space of more a relaxed state of being. And from there, our decisions come from a more open space, you know, not a desperation of needing to get things done, but we can have more clarity around other people, how we fit into the environment, almost more like an ecosystem type thought or feeling. And the methodology I've developed, which is polarity navigation, is very much about looking at self-care and vision and mission and structure and a little bit more about like the internal self to, um, for me, the internal self is represented by what's happening outside. So they're, they're one and the same thing. Yeah, and you're tapping into some good points there with, that I'm working with as well. So the genius leaders who are listening to us are most often high performers. They are those people who do achieve things, who really progress in their career life, be it in their own business or in the corporate environment. They are appreciated by their peers. They they are seen as those people who have it all and who who've gotten there, you know. And at the same time, often there is some kind of feeling like there is some misbalance, there is some misalignment. There is the imposter syndrome, the favorite of, of us, of our all, right? And those kind of issues. So how do you work with your clients on those issues? Yeah, I mean, you spoke about people them being appreciated from the outside, but the question is, are they appreciating themselves? You know, because we have when we're ultimately when we're smaller, when we're younger, we built up identities to cope And often those identities can be running in the background. And yes, they can lead us to great things or they can um, they can slightly twist our full performance. And when we start releasing those really small details and working in very small ways to approach changing like the timetable or the thought system and, and making that slightly different with tweaks, that can open up a whole new level of performance, but from a, a much more complete and peaceful state rather than always having to achieve it's like when when does that celebration of self come in when does that ability to really switch off I know when we spoke we were talking about the holiday thing weren't we and and also the dancing because one of the tips I give my clients is that you know sometimes they just have to switch off for like two or three days or even a week sometimes more just to go away you know without family without work colleagues and just do and, and be someone totally different so it's almost by releasing that releasing that identity and coming out of um, that fixation of time and control that can be a bit of a loosening I mean the only issue with that is people kind of get scared of losing the momentum you know what I mean Yeah. But that's the, that, that's that's that case when you slow down to speed up, right? Yeah. And and for me, I, I think you call that your genius zone. I call that super flow zone. It's very much about getting into almost a heightened and more elevated state where the frequency is higher, where the senses are sharper. You know, those days when you you're working on something you love and just like the time passes and you're so in your zone, you've done an amazing job. And then other days you're just trying and trying and trying, or you're trying to communicate and just things aren't working in sync. It's like getting into that other state when you're totally in the zone on a more permanent basis. So then um, you're giving the best of yourself to all of your life. And it's, it's, you know, often again, people are really excelling in their work life or professional life and at home things aren't so good when their relationships with their family or their health there's you know some pieces not missing and it's those small pieces which just help to lift everything up and the energy compounds on itself to to, to create a much bigger and better 
sense of self, like the wholeness I was talking about. Mm. Yeah, I love it. And when talking about the holiday, we just uh, discussed that I've been on the, on a small getaway like that for two nights. I went out of town very close to Reykjavik where I live. And I just took two nights in a guest house, no plan. The only thing on my schedule for that those one and a half or almost two days was actually a session with you. So we did the polarity navigation and it was a perfect start of my day. So I had a, I arrived on Thursday afternoon. I just spent some time reading and having a very long dinner, going to bed when I wanted. And then I slept and then we had our session. I had a breakfast and went for a hike uh, to the geothermal uh, river and listen to some podcasts that really set me to the right mind, like, you know, stacking on top of our session with you. And then on the way back, I just uh, switched on the audio memo uh, app on my phone and started talking about the things that I want to change in my business, things that I want to change in my life. And it was more than half an hour that I just talk, talk, talk. And those were like action steps. And I started implementing on that from Monday. So that was so powerful and as I said it is the way to slow down to speed up and people are really underestimating it and as you said there is some fear there to discover something maybe to release something that you you know deep inside is there but you're not sure that you can handle that plus this fear of losing the momentum so how do you Emma manage uh, persuade your clients to do those kind of breaks for example when I start working with a client, we always kind of, I, I give them a session initially and then we talk and we see how they feel with it, the responses. And, but the, it's like people are scared of the change. I think they're not going to be the same person. And actually what happens is that the uncomfortable and annoying bits of the self just like slowly melt away and the better, more integral parts kind of come through. And there's almost this courage um, or a couple of steps of confidence that people have to take into a little bit of unknown and almost stretching the self. It's like um, stretching the self into a little bit of some things that you don't know, just small things initially. And then um, through yeah, through the work, through the releasing the mindset, actually what it frees up is more energy and more headspace, more feeling of like you can breathe and feel settled and peaceful. It doesn't free up suddenly a whole new person. It just, it almost helps you remember more of who you are and releases the tensions, which are almost sticking into the system in different ways, um, whether they're annoyances and, and those annoyances can come up in reflections of other people even, you know, or they can come up in attempts to do things or to try to do things over and over again that still are just not quite falling into place. It's like that fine detail of such a small thing, but it's almost like the domino effect where that small thing will impact the ho- everything as a whole. Yeah. So it's encouragement. It's, often looking at what their fears are because sometimes the fears might be part of the thing that needs to be released within that opening so it's a little bit of a chicken and egg situation but it's slowly slowly get there safely and also a couple of you know tips that people can take into the week with them to keep conscious to be looking and observing slightly differently and also just to to tell them to speak to people around them whether they're colleagues or partners or friends or family just to say I'm doing a little bit of work on myself and things might be a little bit strange for a couple of weeks you know (laughs) as that kind as the first kind of 
bit has shifted that's often the most slightly uncomfortable but you know having everyone on board is really good but sometimes it doesn't always come like that sometimes that can also be threatening for other people if there's like pushback you know I don't want you to change it's convenient with me for you being like that so it's 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 a navigation that's why I call the system polarity navigation because you're navigating your internal world and your external world the environment your timing the work hours and stuff and it's it's also a bit of getting real with the self, but you know, it's gentle. It's, it's the results are so big for such a small step. And, and it's, it's, it's a bit like, I suppose when people go into meditation, I don't know if you talk about meditation, but like people think it's like some scary, like void and what's going to happen there, you know, (laughs) but actually it's just a feeling of peace when you're doing it right. And it's the same, getting that feeling of peace into your everyday life and workplace and productivity. And it actually helps to bring a better momentum and a better focus when you're in the zone and an ability to switch off, which means you can restore and get to a place of overflow, like filled up. And then when you're giving again, it's with a a fresh set of eyes. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm, It is. I actually didn't share about that on my podcast so far, but uh, I've done a meditation retreat, Vipassana, for 10 days in Thailand a couple of years ago. And I really clearly remember that day eight moment when I was doing a walking meditation and I realized no talking about it and I have goosebumps on my skin. Uh, It's just, I realized that it's peaceful within my mind. And that was so powerful. The the whole experience has changed a lot in me. I got a lot of realizations. I understood myself on a deeper level. I understood where some annoyances, what you're talking about, are coming from. And it was so much easier to work with them because I was aware of where they come from. But also this moment, when, whenever I feel stressed nowadays, I just close my eyes and imagine that place. Because I remember exactly where I was on the, on the monastery premises where I was walking. I kind of remember the, the temperature of the air on my skin and like all the senses were there in that moment. And just taking two deep breaths and tapping into that moment brings me to a whole different state. And experiencing that is really, really powerful. And being able to tap into that, you don't need to do 10 10 days meditating somewhere, 10 hours a day. But with those practices daily, five, 10 minutes, once you get into the habit with that, it's so much easier to get back to that state of feeling peaceful instead of spinning the wheels. Yeah. And I think it's like again meditation is like this massive thing that you have to give up your life for or change your whole life for and it's not like that because you can actually be in meditation when you're doing other things you enjoy you know <laughs> when you're really super focused and you're loving what you're doing even being in work that's a type of meditation but also through sound through nature through dance we spoke about dance uh, one, of, one of my tips is to like if you're kind of feeling flat and alone and you just get up and dance for five minutes obviously if you're in the office you know maybe you can get the whole office dancing <laughs> or you go as I used to do I, I in, in Sweden you have those rest rest rooms and but it's not the toilets it's the room where there is an armchair or even a bed or where you can lock yourself and take rest and I would just go to those and either meditate or throw a dance party or do a couple of uh, dozens of squats if I feel it felt like okay I need some boost of energy and I don't want coffee and sometimes those uh, rooms were busy and I didn't want to wait. So I would just go to the the bigger toilet room, lock myself there 
and just do it quietly. <laughs> I mean, I would do it quietly in, even in, in the restroom, but that's the thing, like you can do it. And that's that's a very easy tool to implement. And it doesn't take a lot of you. You don't have to change your clothes into sports clothes. You don't have to go to gym or whatever. You don't need to take one hour off your work to, to go somewhere. It's It's within you. And yeah. it's so important to just tap into that. Yeah, and it would just be, you know, I, I envision a world, I guess, where there's more of that um, onus and respect given to that state of getting into peace, you know, even within the workplace, whether it's, you know, meditation apps or uh, well-being um, packages for companies who really respect because, you know, the, the people who are well taken care of and who have good rest times and who aren't made to work crazy long hours, they can bring, you know, fresher energy. And it's almost like what each individual is is different, a bit like every plant is different. It needs a different amount of light and heat and sun and water, different soil. And as human beings, we each have our own best conditions. And it's not like, um, you know, I go and tell my clients, right, you've got to do this. We kind of find out, okay, what works for you? Go off and try this. How does that work? And like, oh my God, that worked really well. And now we're doing this and I've decided to do that. It's like, oh, great. It's, it's like once the momentum kicks in because they've had a realization, it's like an embodiment and that, you know, they can then make choices because they've had that experience. It's not like, right, I'm saying, oh, try this and that and that and this productivity tip and this breathing and that's exercise. You know, we'll do enough that they can go away and and feel into what works and tweaks and, and we have to have that ownership and responsibility, you know? But then also that um, that acceptance that it's okay to play with it, you know, and bring curiosity and fun rather than, oh, it's just something else I've got to fit in my timetable or, oh, another productivity tip, you know. When we're actually in the zone, it's beyond productivity. It's like, wow, this feels great. You know, I love doing what I do. And, and I'm sure all your the people listening, they, you know, they love their roles. There's some aspects of those that are really amazing. And there are some which just aren't. And actually, if you bring those into alignment, it can just accelerate and compound the, the positive energy that's within, yeah, the everyday in the simple things. It's it's so simple, really. Yeah, it is simple. And I, I really want you genius leaders listening to us stay with us here because we're talking about energy but we're not talking about who who thinks it's the physical energy of yours and as emma is talking here we're talking about productivity that is affected we're talking about relationships that are affected and just as you mentioned emma when we are having some kind of misalignments with ourselves we get some irritations and annoyances and quite often we project those on people around us and that can be in the work environment it can be in our private relationships but there are those things and the solution to those that at least I have so far not found better one than this is to really go within and explore yourself. What, what is my part of this? What is triggered in me when I'm irritated here or, or when I'm afraid? What is actually threatened in me? Because once you discover your part, you get your power back. And then it's so much easier to fix those misalignments in the relationships so as the outside world that you're talking about, Emma, but you really need to start with it. Yeah, but I think that's also quite difficult and intangible for people to realize. Sometimes it's like we're not used to knowing what our feelings are, you know what I mean? Everything just feels like a bit of an annoyance and, and uncomfortable and and 
we can just end up being angry with somebody when we don't actually know that we're maybe feeling fearful or we're feeling rejected or we're feeling there's there's so many different nuances of of different feelings and it's not like everyone needs therapy but this is like a soft it's like a soft like silent part of what I do is called silent counseling where you don't have to talk you just figure out which energies are not working well do the points and the breathing and they can be cleared so it's not like you have to go into the depths and entrails of everything happened in your life but actually specifying what those problems and feelings are really is for me is about looking at what was the original cause and when we can release that we don't really even need to know there may be nuances that come up again because it was a habit but once we've cleared it and can reform a new habit then actually it just opens up more space where there's more freedom empowerment productivity um a better quality of wanting to be present with people you know it's, it's like you say it's easy to blame the wife or the partner or the kids or the colleague when actually what they're reflecting us is something which is uncomfortable in us and yeah taking that ownership and realizing something is wrong is for sure the first thing and then it's the question is well how do you deal with it mm-hmm. and how <laughs> let's go into the practical tips because i really want my listeners to get it really kind of actionable steps that they can relate to and they can actually go and implement from every episode. Okay. So the first would be using the breath and taking time out and, and using, it's not like you're going into like punishment of the solitude, but, but, you know, using that time to be able to at least sit back and lean back into, okay, this is interesting being, bringing curiosity for sure. So bringing the breath, bringing curiosity and bringing something, there's a balance between doing something to avoid the feeling and then also doing something to kind of manage and overcome it. Because often the reason why a lot of us <laughs> work so hard is because we are avoiding something that's not in, in alignment. So, um, and actually those things we enjoy doing. So it's not like we want to cut those things out, but it's like using a bit more time into the, the quiet reflective space and also finding a technique or a tool I mean I use a breath technique which literally you put the fingers there's one point here under the nose then another under the mouth and you do a medium breath in and a short and long breath out I can show you like and then the same under here medium breath in these lines are uh, the same that they use in the Chinese acupuncture meridian lines and these two are like the two main governing ones. And another one is uh, the fight or flight point, which is under the collarbones and with the breath. And it can just be a couple of minutes, which help to realign, center. And there's also a really nice point on the back of the hand, which relates to the hormones and just helps things to calm down if you're kind of feeling angry or annoyed. And so, yeah, there's first of all, there's management tools and also just ways to try and reflect to find out what those things are. So um, I, I guess that would normally happen through conversation, through a little bit more exploration and a bit more, you know, you can kind of own something, I guess, by saying, or, you know, maybe that wasn't quite right how that came out. I'm just a bit agitated today. But then ideally you would go off and find a way to be able to see what's underneath, you know. But for sure, you know, taking time out. Um, I'm really into self-care in a big way, finding ways to thrive in you know dancing sports um things you love doing maybe you love spending time with family you've just kind of lost that cord so starting to like chip back into those things that you used to love and then regaining that sense of love and passion for you know what they first meant for you I mean things like hobbies and stuff are really powerful as well to bring that balance for sure 
Yeah. And that that's something I would like to actually challenge our listeners now, because I know that it can be so difficult to spin out of the, just, you know, spinning the wheels and get out of that situation. And especially if you are passionate about your work, right? A lot of founders, a lot of managers who, who are like leaders who have climbed in the corporate, they are in that space because they love what they do at work. So how can we challenge them? How do we really motivate our listeners to to tap into those other pillars of their life that are important for the longevity, for the sustainability, and to really feel good and perform well at work as long as possible? Yeah, I think it's, I wouldn't say so much challenge, but maybe support them. <laughs> Although some, right. some of them, I'm sure a lot of them like challenges, but it depends on that like spectrum. Me. If my yeah. husband wants me to get uh, get something from me, he calls it challenge and then he okay. got me. Yeah. <laughs> That's why okay, yeah, word. maybe challenge is the right word for some of you, but for those who it's not, also like support and integrate, I guess. And, and that, um, I think the first is getting the mindset right, seeing that we're a whole being. Obviously, if the body breaks, we you know, how are we going to fix it? So there's that responsibility for the body piece. And um, the emotional part is probably something that people don't want to go near at all. But it, it, even in owning the emotional part, like doing things that you love, you know, and dealing with the mindset piece as well. So things like imposter syndrome, questioning the self, doubt and resistance, fear and uncertainty. All of those can be working in such more nuanced ways. And there's really simple tools, whether it's through affirmation, visualization, meditation, even just five, 10 minutes a day, you know, journaling at the beginning of the day. I know that a lot of high-level leaders do have a really good morning routine, you know, with some sports, with some good supplements and juices and foods and, and really keeping that kind of self-care like mind body spirit or soul however people relate to something bigger than them as well uh, for me a big piece is around us keeping that long-term vision in in place um, I know that often that's something that's driving people anyway to be on the on the um in the rat race or the hamster wheel but also that you know when we have that vision of the you know longer term peace and we're really aligned to that then we can start to see well okay well how does our health fit into this you know what's the point in killing myself getting there if it can't actually enjoy it when I get there you know but obviously people are scared of losing that momentum or the machine breaking or having but you know it's like pushing themselves almost to break down or break up <laughs> um and at the end of the day, it's, there's an element of leave, losing respect and control. If there's so much going on in that big piece and we're losing the ecosystem of life itself and the self and how that fits into family, community, you know, look at ways you can give back in other areas. Like I'm sure that there's a lot of people who would really benefit from the skills that these people have to offer that they love giving, which they can kind of tweak in a way, maybe outside work, whether it's to family members or community members or, you know, within church or within a sports club or whatever, where people are, I know it's difficult at the moment in COVID because there's so, so many lim limitations on what we can do where, but it's almost like just seeing that bigger picture because when we stand back and can zoom out, from that detail then we get the whole bigger picture of the meaning yeah and that passion piece and then obviously when we need to we can zoom in to the detail of the work but still be in that expanded state of enjoyment and passion and peace 
without it being like going, 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 going. So it's like a, a question of almost zooming in and out of the perspective of the bigger focus to the detailed work and then watching our state of being. Because when we're in a stress, when we're in fear, when we're in uncertainty or questioning ourselves, we go into that contraction. And sometimes when we also go into detailed focus work, we go into that contraction. And that what we want to do is when we're doing the detailed focus work, we want to stay in an expanded happy state. Yeah. And we don't want to have that kind of hijacked by the fear and the negative emotions. You know, if you if you monitor the frequency of emotions, uh, which you can actually do. The, the hurts of them. The courage point is where we go into the more positive emotions. And then underneath that is fear, uncertainty, shame, blame, guilt. So we want to just keep ourselves by doing great stuff, tipping into that positive space. And even if we're feeling a bit guilty, we've got to get ourselves full first. So I would almost say claim back some more time for yourself. And it could be a little bit of time for family, a little bit of time from work, get into a really ex- expanded state of happiness joy a feeling of freedom and then from there you can overspill to your team to your colleagues to your partners family friends and be become that leader through living the example because we we don't want to be living the example where we're pushing everyone to work to the max grinding to the stone and and not having that integrity of self you know not being in touch with what makes me buzz what makes me thrive what do I really want to give passionately you know Mm. to to this project or to this situation or to this family that's also great tips I'll try to summarize them just so that we kind of keep the track of the things that we're discussing because you've touched on a lot of different amazing things Emma so first of all uh, the vision right getting it clear and really tapping into that and not on the New Year's Eve or New Year's Day and that's it we're talking about daily. If you have a journal, like I'm looking now at my journal, which is on my desk always, and every evening I'm writing in here, do it on the first page. Just write your vision there so that every day you're opening, you're first opening that page, you're reminded about your vision, and then you go in journal. So really make that at this inner compass, as I call it, your vision and your values that you define as well. Make them your North Star that is always with you, that you don't need to go, I don't know, to to coaches, consultants, therapists, or strategists, or anyone to, to like, I don't know, get reminded about. It's always with you. But it, of course, it can take work. And you might, might need help in the beginning if you feel stuck with identifying your vision. Maybe find some friend of yours who would be interested in doing something similar, find some questions on Google and go through those together and discuss it. So get clear on your vision and your values. Second thing you talked about is really getting this habit of reflecting, be journaling or really tapping into yourself, right? And having those five, 10 minutes per day to get into some kind of peaceful state. I subscribe, so to say, quote unquote, uh, daily journaling to my clients they all have to answer some questions every evening if you as emma mentioned have a stable and strong morning routine stack it on that morning routine add five minutes to that routine meaning maybe you need to wake up five minutes earlier but you already have something that is happening every day just make sure that journaling or reflection or meditation is part of that just add it to the checklist of that routine of yours be it morning or evening or during lunchtime so this is the another thing that I think is important to you know, remind here or summarize. 
And then remember that you, like what you, Emma said, you are a whole being. So what, no matter how passionate you are about your work or no matter how committed you are to your family and to your partner, always make sure that the other parts are, are present and balanced because you never know what happens. Maybe your company disappears tomorrow. Maybe something happens to your family, an accident tomorrow. And if all of you, your whole identification, your whole persona is within that area of your life, what happens to you? Really try to keep this balance. And as Emma said, you <clears throat> might need to get the time to practice daily from some other things in your life, like from your family, from your work, but it's not going to be a lose for them. They're going to get a whole you, a better version of you. So it is a win-win and it's definitely worth the return or the investment and the return on investment is really huge for you and for people around you. Massive. It's like an overflowing of the best parts, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right, Emma, do you have any more um, tips on how we can align the inside and outside our environments within and outside of us? I think the, yeah, watching out for the hijacker in us, you know? (laughs) Define hijacker, maybe that's the new term for someone here. I guess the part that, you know, comes in with the imposter syndrome or the questioning of self or the doubt and resistance or the uncertainty or, you know, maybe when everything is going well, it it wants to cut something wrong because you're used to things not going right. You know what I'm saying? We, We each have our own version of that. And it's, it's, it's also defining, you know, what is that big one piece that you're, by pushing into it, everything else is going to change, yeah, which is going to help bring that impact and focus and productivity. There's normally one or two key pieces, which we don't have to tackle in a massive way, but small steps, yeah, can help us reposition and 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 focus in a better way on everything. But that just takes that little bit of inner work and, and curiosity inside to say, okay, well, what is what is my real zone of genius? And actually, which pieces uh, do I need to pivot a little bit, or maybe even a bit more, to to step into that? You know, what's what? Um, stepping into the courage to know that there's a, a bigger part, a, a more a more more expansive, more excited more joyful more committed more powerful and poignant part of you that might just be hiding under the surface somewhere <laughs> you know just very, very, very close to the surface right but you just yeah, need exactly. this kind of last so push close. And, and the the amount of work that you know your clients and your listeners would have done on themselves is massive and so it's not taking away any of that and it's not that any of that has to has to be lost so it's just really honoring that and, and setting it to the, to compound to the next level. What kind of challenges, no, okay, challenges, struggles, <laughs> you don't like that word, but struggles and resistances do your uh, clients usually face when they start working that way? Because I'm sure that something pops up to the surface together with this better version of themselves. So how can we prepare our listeners to be ready for that? Something might come up and especially like, you know, they say that before it gets better, it sometimes gets worse. Yeah, it's normally just uh, the, the ego self or the identity self having a bit of a tantrum. <laughs> it's like there's a comfort zone, you know, the ego is happy in between here and it's what it knows. And maybe it just gradually goes up a little bit. But as we want to expand and lift that ceiling high, there will be a little bit of kickback from the inner self or maybe from people around. So it's just 
giving yourself the allowance and the knowing that, oh yeah, this is going to happen. I'm, I'm ready for that. Having a few tools at hand, you know, being able to talk yourself around again. If you've made a decision to commit to yourself, you know, in terms of coaching or mentoring or taking a new step in a new direction. Like often my clients are kind of tapping into something they used to do like when they were way, way younger. And it's like, oh, I'll never do that again. It's just like, well, why not? That's what made you really happy, you know? And, and um, yeah, being careful that there's not this thought that, that everything's going to fall apart if I do, if I start working on the self, you know, I think people feel like they're so scared of what might be underneath <laughs> that they think it might be really massive that they might end up having, I don't know, a breakdown or things really changing or their life really changing or, you know, them having to change their relationship or their work or anything is, it doesn't happen like that. It's like a, it's a re- remembering of the true essence of, of the inner self. And from there, you know, you just get a bit bigger and get to experience the enjoyment of it all a lot more. Mm. Exactly. Yeah? So it's not about you becoming a totally different person, less ambitious, yeah. less successful. It's really about having more joy on the way. That's what yeah, I usually and, say and about and the Actually, routines. it sharpens those, those um, qualities. You know, it sharpens the productivity, the focus, the impact, the passion, the vision it's it's fine it's like a fine tuning of you know that fine tuning of the orchestra when at the beginning where everything's tuning up and then all of a sudden you can come out stronger and and you know part of us is is scared to be fully visible scared to be fully expressive because life you know we learned that life wasn't safe like that or life wasn't you know we had to kind of hide parts of ourselves so i guess the challenge is to connect with the more expressive and more buoyant self and bring that to everything and and you know let's have fun let's play let's be curious bring back the wonder to life you know I love that you're using the word curious actually I noticed that more and more of my guests are using it and that's actually the word I love and that's my passion to get leaders get more curious about themselves and the others and it's it's so I, I thought I, I was the weirdo <laughs> in a way to to use that word in this uh, context, but more and more in these interviews, I'm hearing other people use it, and I I'm just totally enjoying it. And yeah, actually, I think it takes it takes that level of shame or blame or questioning the self off. It's like oh okay, I'm a human being, and actually I quite like it when I feel like that when I do this, you know. So okay, well why not do a bit more? Why not try it like five minutes a day or yeah, it's exciting. And that being curious about what's going to reconnect you to the purpose more, you know, and being curious about what words, you know, that we, I don't know if you know about the love languages. Um, yeah. But what words or what gestures does your partner like, you know, cause even if you're not seeing them for 10, 12 hours a day, if you can come back and bring, a gift because she loves receiving gifts or just tell her you love her or give her a hug or whatever resonates with her it's like being sharp and specific about what you do do and doing it well and 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 you know it's much more impact doing one small thing that really touches on on the heart of that person than like trying to do something all day long that you resent you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and uh, to your genius leaders if you're not uh, aware of the love languages I'll actually add the link to the book uh, in the show notes that you can check it out and I think it's very powerful because you learn you understand that okay sometimes I'm doing like I'm buying presents for my dear ones the ones that I would like to help myself and those dear ones would 
never appreciate that gift. They so would, very, they would prefer it if you put up the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's really the way to explore and be curious about, okay, what can I actually, how can I take my relationship to the next level? And it's not only about the romantic relationships. It's your friendships, it's your extended family. It can also be with your colleagues. So it's a very interesting book to, to explore uh, in whichever context you are. Okay, and... Um, I usually sum up with two questions, Emma. One is the three pieces of advice that you can give to our listeners to be the genius leaders that they can be. Lean into more self-care, connecting with a longer-term vision and people who've, who've reached that and you know what they do for themselves. Yeah, think about yourself as an ecosystem and and look at what fuels what conditions fuel you to to just be really happy and expansive and bringing that new level of quality to your life I love that last one I think that's something that can really change the the mindset if you think about yourself as the ecosystem then the other two really get easier yeah <laughs> because for sure. it, it brings it all together yeah for sure mm. Yeah, I love it, Emma. And the last question is one actionable step that our our genius leaders can take with them from this episode and start implementing today. I would say 10 minutes out in the middle of the day just to get the bearings again, yeah? To get that kind of compass point to navigate, to get back in the centre because if you you can actually do it more per, as you do it more often then you can be in that state more permanently um so I guess you know hopefully you're doing something in the morning something in the evening but if you take in the middle of the day that kind of sent coming back to center whether it's through the posture getting outside in nature doing the breath you know whatever gets you in that center integrity point for you yeah I love it uh, 10 minutes can everyone can find. So, dear genius leader, just now you're probably listening on the phone, set some alarm, define some time just before or just after your lunch maybe or somewhere in between the meals and so on. Just set those the, the reminder, the alarm that will be your time to reconnect to yourself, to just take some deep breath, maybe get out in the fresh air and take a short walk and during the walk you're not answering some messages and uh, typing some emails or anything like this you are just reconnecting to yourself and feeding that holistic ecosystem that you are yeah. Emma thank you so much for the conversation I really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to getting more of you <laughs> in oh. my life so yeah, so excited to catch up with you and I love what you're doing, you know, helping these amazing leaders and, and CEOs and people who have a real authority and impact to really fine tune and, and, and reconnect because these people are the future, you know, and um, I really appreciate you listening and the time that you've given for us today and, and thanks for so great to connect with you, Anna. Thank you, Emma, and thank you, everyone. And let's tune in next Wednesday. See you later. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. 
Remember, I'm always here for you. And I'm happy to connect with you on LinkedIn or via email or hop on a strategy call. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything.